Recorded live in Manhattan's East Village at St. Mark's Church in the Bowery, this is The Poetry Project. To introduce Morgan Basakis is, well, difficult because I don't want to be a plot spoiler or, like, give away the magic trick by calling too much attention to their style of humor, which I totally find in sync with all the lurking right-under-the-surface Jewish cultural references that I've been inundated with my whole life. It's like Morgan's jokes are small, disposable shot glasses of Manischewitz. I decided the mechanics of humor are not to be fucked with in this introduction. I mean, I was faced with the question of, should one avoid analyzing humor in the preceding moments of receiving the humor? Like, one should not check their work email before going to sleep, right? So instead, I'm left with the option of imitation. I'm trying to be funny, but not too funny. The double siren bell is telling us it's sunset in 15 minutes, and then it's sunset with a second ring of the bell. Light the candles. The siren has gone off already in Borough Park and South Williamsburg and Crown Heights. The siren has echoed through the off-season bungalows in Muncie, New York, and maybe there's just an alarm clock in the suburban homes of Lakewood beeping a siren beat of the Jersey variety to warn the Jews it's sunset. What I'm trying to say is it's Shabbos right now, and we are about three hours behind and counting for our Friday night service, which if you are on Morgan's email list, they promised I would be delivering, but maybe Morgan was joking. Perhaps with Morgan as our leader at the mic tonight, you will leave catharticized and be able to reflect on our present tense of social media or what goes through your head if you're stuck reading the headlines about Republicans debating because you are sitting next to someone on the train and that's what they're reading and you want to feel some intimacy in public. I guess what I'm trying to say is Morgan inspired me to write a poem about the laugh track. It goes like this. It's actually a prose poem. I turn on the search engine and put in my keyword... What comes on is advertisements and then the promised 12-hour soundtrack of people laughing. I get nauseous 10 seconds in. I feel stuck in a haunted house. 12 hours is built out of replaying the same rolling hills of chuckles. I get so nervous with the absence of stories and punchlines. I have to protect myself, so I take a screenshot of an icon that reads LOL next to a smile face. I wander to other related content in the side of the screen, which includes a bar crowd soundtrack, an epic thunder and lightning, and then relaxing rain. Please help me in welcoming Morgan Besikis. That was wild. I just want to say, I just want to clear one thing up. I'm actually not Jewish. No, I'm just kidding. I am am Jewish. Um, Hi, you guys. Hey. Isn't this wild? All this space and silence. Um, I don't think so. Can somebody just like kneel under it? How do we? What are we? What are we gonna? Do? Hi. It's that one. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate it.
Oh, hi, everybody. How's your night going? It's going good? Hmm. So happy to be here at the Poetry Project. Thank you, everyone, for inviting me. And it's great to be back in my old neighborhood. Um, this is my old neighborhood. I uh, used to work here, actually, at Veselka across the street. Have you guys ever been to Veselka? Yeah? That was me. Um, Ten years ago, that was me working there. It was an amazing job. I, um, altogether, I'm trying to remember how long I was there. I think it was like one, one night. Um, <laughs> it was one night, and um, it sticks out in my mind only because it ended on a very like vague, weird note. You know, like the way they let me go was very vague. Um, I remember they said something. They were like we're not going to hire you back because you don't know how to do anything or something. I don't know exactly what they said, but, but I just remember being like, can you say what you're saying? Like what's under, you know, what are you actually? So it's hard to be here actually. It's hard to be so close. <laughs> the neighborhood has changed so much. This neighborhood has changed so much. Do you guys know that? This is not, did you, you guys know that. Like before, before, like when I, this is my neighborhood, like it was like you assumed that there was going to be gluten in like every meal. You know, you assumed that. Just a little trip down memory lane for you guys. Isn't this weather kind of weird this week too? It's like, no, you're like, it's normal. It's not normal. Um, it's, um, <clears throat> the weather is really weird. It's like, but I like it. You know, I'm really grateful for it. And I had a really good day. You had a great day. I had a really good day until it got really bad. Um, and I've been trying to think about how it got bad, you know, like what was the moment when it switched. And I've been having a hard time going back and remembering. Because um, I remember that it started out really good. It was really positive, and the weather was really nice. And I was on the train, which I love to be on the train. I was listening to the new Adele song, you know, just like feeling like I was a part of something bigger. Um, and I remember I was, um, I was sort of playing. I was playing like sort of with the mirror on the train or the window, whatever, the window on the train. Um, and I was seeing like what it would be like if I was crying, you know, just like just to see what that would produce. And, and, and I, I was so ready. I was about to sink my teeth into the Huffington Post because I really wanted to do something different tonight. I really wanted to bring like a bunch of facts. You know, I really want, like there's so much going on in the world. I was just like, you know, I just, I need to bring some numbers. And I was just, climate change, elections, like all that stuff. I was, I really want to bring it, you know, and really talk about the issues. And I think it, I, I, and I think this is true. I think it was at that moment, it was at that moment when the diarrhea came. And that was, that was where things changed. That was where things, that, yeah, I think it was that moment when things stopped being so good. And I remember feeling like at the, like it wasn't part of my plan to get diarrhea on the train. You know what I mean? That wasn't part of like how I set out and put a to-do list, you know, or like thought about my day and my intentions. But it happened. And when it happened, at the time that it happened, I realized that I was beyond human aid. Have you ever had that experience of being beyond human aid? You know, I was beyond human aid. I realized like, no one can really help me at this point, you know, and including myself. Like, I couldn't even help myself. Um, 
And I realized it was just between me and God at that point. You know, it was just between me and God. It was really like a spiritual thing. It was like I, all I could do was pray. You know, like it was just prayer at that point. And I just went right to prayer. I don't know where it came from. I went right to prayer. And I was just like, God, I really need your help to get off this train. I will do anything you tell me to do. I will literally drink bone broth for the rest of my life. Okay? I will, li- I will literally open up a bone broth window for, like, gay teens <laughs> or, like, straight teens. I don't even care who. Like, if whatever you want, I'm going to do it. This is not about me. You know, like, I'm trying to show up for what you want, but I can't hear it. And, like, what do you want me to do? Like, I'm going to be way more political on Facebook. Like, for sure. I was already planning on doing that, and I'm going to. This is, like, the turning point. I'm, like, long comments. You know, this is the personal, but also strong statements. You know, I'm going to do that. What else do you, you know, I was like, oh, I I know what you, okay, I know what you what you want. I'm going to. I, this is going to be the year when I finally read that Naomi Klein book. I'm going to do it. I have it. It's on my shelf. I'm going to read it before climate change gets really bad. I swear. Um, I'm not complaining, but I do have to say it's a very long book, um, and it does feel confusing because she's talking about how urgent things are, but she's having us read this really long book, and I just feel like. <laughs> What is that? You know, like what's that feels confusing, but I'm I I'll do it. You know, like I'll do it. And and I was taken care of. I was taken care of and I got off the train and I changed my clothes many times. You know, I adapted. And I and I'm what I'm proud of today is that I didn't go to old behaviors, toxic old behaviors, which would have been get out of the train, get online and start looking up symptoms. I didn't do that. Anybody, none of you have ever done that, right? None of you have ever. It's a toxic behavior, I have to say, because you'll always be, it's always terminal. You know, it's always sexually transmitted. You know, it's all, that's, that's never not that. But I didn't do that today. I didn't do that today. I did something else. I did a healthy behavior. I have a new practice where I send my symptoms not to some computer ghost, but I send it to the person I'm dating. And that's really good. You know, I'll just send a quick text message. I'll just say, you know, diarrhea, anxiety, <laughs> like a tiny bit of, of eczema or dry skin probably. Like what's, you know, I don't know. I don't need to know. And I'll just send it, you know. And that's important because it's intimacy building. You know, it's like you see, what you get is what you get. You see what you get. You know, like maybe she's born with it. You know, all that stuff. I just send it and let it go and... And the other thing that's important about this practice is that you get information about the person you're dating, you know, based on their response. You really get, you get, you give them an opportunity to love you. You know, I got this amazing response back from this person I'm dating who's so sweet. He said, I'm trying to remember what exact words. He said, um, he said, take a clonopin, which I just love that. You know, I just, lo- I love that. It was so simple. You know, I was like, oh my God, I didn't even, I didn't even know that clonopin treated diarrhea. Like, I, I never know science stuff, but, um, but I'm so glad you do. So that's good. Um, I do have to say I'm in a great relationship, and we are now exclusive. We're exclusive. It's okay. You can be happy for me. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. I know it's traditional, but whatever. You know, we're exclusive, and, and I, I actually asked for it. I was the one who asked for it. I know. Shocker. But I did. <laughs> 
I asked for it, and I remember it was the day, it was the day that I had run out of all my Truvada, or like a month after I'd run out of all my Truvada. I forget the exact sequence. If you don't know what Truvada is, Truvada is basically like Advil, <laughs> in that it works really well. In any case, um, I, I ran out of my Truvada, and I remember it felt like a sign. You know, it felt like a sign from, like, the universe or, like, the Center for Disease Control, somebody. It felt like a sign that was like, Morgan, get in. Get two feet into the risk relationship. You know, like, stop being ambivalent. Get in the relationship. And so I said, yeah. So I turned, I turned to this guy I'm dating, and I said, baby, baby, I, um, I want to talk to you. I want to try something out. Just us. All right, I want to just make this exclusive. And, um, and he's so jokey. Like, it's always jokes. You know, so I forget exactly what he said, but it was something like, you know, get out, my boyfriend's coming home, or something. I don't remember what he said, but... But I said, can you be serious for a second? You know, I'm trying to have a serious conversation. He was like, no, I am being serious. You have to get out of my house, you know? And I was like, okay, fine, whatever. We'll talk about this later, but can you show me where the door is? All right, because I've never been here with the lights on. And he, and he did that. You know, he did that because he's, like, super chivalrous, which I love. I love that. I love that, like, traditional gender stuff. Some of it. I feel like some of it I'm like, can we keep it? You know, like, <laughs> let's not, like, throw the baby out with the bathwater. That's how I feel. That's how I felt. I know it's, like, a big whatever, but um, it's so good. Another weird thing about my relationship, we're already in couples therapy. I'm just going to say that out loud. We're already in couples therapy, which I know sounds really soon. And you're like, what's wrong? Why are you in there must be something wrong. But that's a myth, that there has to be something wrong to be in couples therapy. And this keeps people out of couples therapy, that they think there's, there's nothing wrong. It's actually a good thing. You know, things are really good. But the only challenge has been finding a couples therapist in New York City. Very challenging very challenging to find someone with that balance, you know, of like someone who's sensitive enough to talk about energy, you know, but like Jewy enough to shoot it to you straight. So that was been hard. That was a challenge. And I spent literally, I'm not even joking, like 20 minutes online searching for a therapist. And I was like, Google, just random. I was just like, emotions, togetherness. You know, I didn't know what even the words, the search terms, you know. And then it hit me. After 20 minutes, it hit me, why am I searching for a therapist, a couples therapist? I'll just do it for us. I'll just be our couples therapist. And that was a revelation to me. That was like, a, it was like oh, my God, why, why am I, again, searching outside of myself for the solution? You know? So I turned to him, and I said, I know what you're thinking. Don't even worry about payment. Honestly, you don't even have to worry. Like, we're going to do a sliding scale or, like, a trade or whatever. I'm not even concerned how we're going to make that work. You know what I mean? Like, we can, you can, like, fix stuff around my apartment, you know, or, like, do my shifts at the co-op, whatever. I don't, I'm not even worried about it. Like, I trust you. I trust you. So it's been really good. I feel weird talking about it just because of, like, patient-client confidentiality or whatever. Or like HIPAA. I don't know what that means, but I'm. But I think it's important. I respect it. Um, I will share some of the things we've been working on. We've been working on active listening. Do you all? This is like a basic thing, but it's important. You know. Thank you. Um, 
it's like, um, you know, it's an important thing. We, 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 we never get taught how to listen actively, you know? We never get taught how to do that. So we've been working on it, and I, the other day I sort of asked him, I said, can you, can you hear Morgan? Can you, can you acknowledge that when you make plans with other people or spend time alone, it feels to Morgan like you're trying to murder Morgan? Can you acknowledge that? Which he did. He totally did. He got it, you know, which was great. We've also been working on boundaries. Do you guys have boundaries? Yeah. Um, boundaries are really hard. Um, they're really hard and they're brave. I think they're brave. The other day I put a very scary boundary to say out loud. I said, you know, if you have to go somewhere, could you not take the subway or walk because I know how quickly things get sexual. Like I know the eyes and the touching, like I know what it's like out there and it would just make me feel more comfortable if you would just like take an Uber or like stay at home. Actually, that would be better for me if you could just stay at home. And if you do take an Uber, please do not take Uber pool. That's my boundary. That's my, it doesn't feel safe to me. Um, and I was scary. I had one of those moments that was like, I was like, oh my God, is it, am I being too much? You know, is this like too much? Of a, is this too needy? You know, I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. But then I put my therapist hat back on. I was like, it's not too needy. It's not too needy. This is like a basic need. It's like eating, sleeping. You know, it's like, would you call those needy? No. I don't think so. So that's been really good. Um, it's been really good. Also, just for those of you who think that I'm being like unfair, that it's like unfair that I am the therapist and also in the relationship, it's not unfair. Period. No, but specifically because I'm actually as hard or harder on myself than I am on him. Like the other day, I had this like real come to Jesus moment with my. That's what I call it, like a come to Jesus moment with myself, where I I looked at myself straight in the eyes because I had this, like, mirror behind his head, you know? <clears throat> and I looked, at him, I looked at me straight in the eyes, and I said, listen up, Morgan. Listen up. I need you to start taking responsibility for all of the amazing progress you've made in these sessions. And that was hard, but it was good. So that happened. We're doing a lot of progress. Together, all of us are. Can you feel it? We're, getting, we're building something slowly, very slowly, but it's very, very slowly. And I appreciate your boundaries with your emotions. It really helps me remember that it doesn't all come at once and that sometimes we, we go slow. And that helps me in my life. Um, you know, I have to say, and this is premature because it's like public and whatever, but I do think he's the one. I know that sounds unprofessional to say, but I do think he's the one. Which I feel like I can say now because, like, of gay marriage. You know, like, I feel like I can really follow that up with something. You know, like, I can really make that promise come true. I feel like, this is a really weird question. If it doesn't make sense, throw it out. Does anybody remember before gay marriage? <laughs> this is that weird. Does anybody... Does anybody in here remember before game? Because I literally don't. I swear to God, I do not remember a 
thing. Like I intellectually, I believe there was before, but I don't feel it. You know, I don't feel that anything, I don't remember anything that happened before. It's not entirely true. I do remember that the way we talked was different. You know what I mean? Like the tone of our voices. You know, like before gay marriage, everything was very like a, like monotone. Is that true? Like every you talk and everyone's like, oh, I don't know, whatever, whatever. How are you? You know, it's like you talk to your friend on the phone. You're like, How are you? How's it going? And they'd always be like, I don't know, whatever. It's fine. You know, just norm, just another day. Just, I don't know, trying to figure out if I'm, like, you know, bleeding out of my ass or if it's all those beats I ate last night. <laughs> you know? And I'd be like, okay, first of all, me too. But that doesn't mean, like, everything's bad. You know what I mean? Like, you can bring more positive. I was always that positive. And I want to be one of those people that's, like, gay marriage doesn't matter, you know, and it's, like, it's, it doesn't matter and, like, Laws don't matter. You know, America's not real. <laughs> you know, like, I really want to be... I really want to be one of those people. Like, I admire, I envy those people, but it's not me. It's not me. I, um, I do think it matters. Controversial statement. I do think gay marriage matters. I do think that it's changed things. You know, it's like, now I'm having sex with married guys. You know what I mean? Like, which is like... What? It's so sweet, actually. It's so sweet, and it does feel more grown up. <laughs> I know that sounds so like assimilation or whatever, but it does. It does feel more grown up, you know? So, yeah. Although I'm not like only pro. I'm not like only pro gay marriage. There are some things that are really weird to me about gay marriage. In particular, like how young people are getting married now. Like, gay people are getting married, like, 14-year-olds marrying each other. So into, like, each other. It's like, why are, where's this pressure coming from to get married? Do you know what I mean? Like, why, and it doesn't make sense. I look at it and I feel all these, I'm like, why are you 14, 12, I don't know how old they are, getting married to each other. It's like, who, like, who's the dad? You know what I mean? And, like, who does what? It doesn't make any, like, who cooks? I don't even know. It doesn't make any sense. But nobody asks, you know, it's like everyone's making their own choices, which I'm happy about in some way. So, speaking of sacred rituals, thank you, Ariel, for this Shabbat. It was light? There's more Manashevitz? Oh, okay. False offer. Someone dislikes. So, rejected. Yeah, yeah. Okay. That's cool. Well, thank you for doing that because, you know, Ariel had asked me beforehand if I could do a Shabbat performance. And I said, no, I'd really like to read, like, my poems, please. <laughs> I really don't want to do that. I'd really like to read my poems, and that's what I do. I'm a poet. And, um, and Ariel said, you know, Jews are, like, really underrepresented in the media and the arts, and I really just want to, I really want to, like, this to be a space of representation and... And I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to do it. I don't want to, but I'm going to do it. And, you know, Shabbat, I do have to say Shabbat is like, it, among the Jewish rituals, it is one of my favorites. 
in that it's one of the few Jewish rituals where the punchline isn't like, everyone hates us, thank God for Israel. Do you know what I mean? Like it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's sort of a variation. It's a different than that, which I really like. I like, I like that. And I, I, I did grow up doing, doing a, a kind of, I think, a peculiar Shabbat. I don't think it was a, what everyone else was doing. But you know when you, you're in your house and you're like, oh, this is what everyone's doing, I, I guess. And so I think that the Shabbat I know is like the one that everyone does. But I wanted to kind of share it because it seems like Ariel was like, this is, it's your night and I want to make you happy. And I mean, thank you. That's what people say when it's like, you know. Um, thank you for that. It's our night, and um, we're, we're going to figure out whose night it is, but um, it's somebody's night, and uh, I wanted to share, you know, I read a sweet thing, it says, Saturday has Sunday, Monday has Tuesday, Wednesday has Thursday, who does Friday have? Some, I don't know. Um, so I wanted to do... Um, so, I wanted to show up for Friday, you know. I'll dance with you, you know, like that kind of thing. Um, and I wanted, to, I wanted to see if we could do a little, like, um, just a light ritual together. It's very, the audience participation here is very minimal. I will remain the center of attention. It doesn't, like, don't even worry about it. Um, but it will require a few hands. So the, those of you who are, like, those of you who can do that, like, I welcome it. Uh, but there's no pressure. Okay, so... Let me ask you a question. Who here likes facts? Who here likes facts? Like you remember numbers, dates, Ariel. You're the dad. Okay, so you're playing dad. Okay, <clears throat> who here, who here's ever like dated anybody or actually like smoked weed in the morning? Like either you did that or or you like, or you're like you dated somebody. Okay, you perfect. Okay, the two of you. Great. Um, um, okay, and then who who of you, raise your hand if you ever were gossiping about somebody over text and you sent the gossip to the person you were texting? <laughs> the two of you, wonderful. Okay, great. I've also done that, just to admission, <laughs> just to know that we're all on the same page here. Um, okay, so here's what's going to happen is basically what, what, what I never knew is that Shabbat is actually like a total goddess-based ritual. Does anybody know that? I didn't know that consciously. It's like worshiping like the Sabbath queen. Every Friday, the Sabbath queen. And welcoming her, which is amazing. And, and actually, it's like a wedding. There's like a marriage. Like they, they, it's like, like the Sabbath queen is like marrying, marrying somebody. And then there's like a whole thing also about how you're supposed to have sex at midnight. I don't know. There's a lot of weird rules. Um, take what you like and leave the rest. Okay, so we all know our roles. Okay, you're the dad. Ariel's the dad. Okay, you're going to find out. You're going to find out. Um, it's going to be really clear. I'm going to take this out. Okay. I'm going to take this out so we can be like, we can be together in some other way. And, um, okay, so there's a, does anybody here like to sing? Does anybody here like, like to sing, like just privately? Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, it's, it's a group. This is a group. So a, a lot of us will get to do this. And here's, here's okay, there's a chant. There's like a sort of a chant, a melody that, that we sing on Shabbat, in my house at least. And each time we sing the melody, it creates like a white flower that is like an offering to the Sabbath queen. It creates this, this flower that we then offer to the Sabbath queen. And then each of, each of us will get to make an offering to the Sabbath queen and we'll get to invite her. We'll get to invite her into, into our home. 
Okay, so here's what the here's what the what the the melody sounds like, and and we'll do it together if you want to. If you don't, you you're a free agent here. Okay, so it sounds like this. <clears throat> okay. Darkness is falling. The queen is coming. 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 Okay, and then the first offering is made by the dad because dads like to speak first. Okay? And the dad gets up. You can just stand. You can just stand. You can pretend like you have a loaf of bread. You can pretend like you have a loaf of bread. And the dad's like, you know, I'd really love to offer this loaf of bread to this ceremony. I'd love to offer this loaf of bread to the ceremony. And so go ahead and just put it in the center. Just put it in the You're like, here's, here's what my offering. It's not much, but here's what it is. That's here's my bread. Exactly. And it's spelt, like whatever makes it relevant to you, you know? So that's right. Multigrain, exactly. And then, we, and then we sing together. The darkness is falling. The queen is coming. Darkness is falling. The queen is coming. Darkness is falling. The queen is coming. And then the dad has a few more words to say. So the dad gets up. And the dad's like, you know, I never thought she'd get married. You know, I, I never thought she'd find somebody. She had an Etsy store for a while, but it didn't work out. And she was doing some online courses, but we never thought she'd really find somebody. You know, she never really, we never thought she'd really land, but we're so happy, you know. And take this bread. Um, the bread, I have to say, it's a very important uh, a bread item because it's my grandfather's bread. And um, this bread, you know, he used it as everything. It was his bread, but it was also a seat, and it was also a sewing machine, and it was also a razor. You know, he used it as everything. It was his first dollar bill. Really, everything was... You know, this is an important loaf of bread, so don't eat it, but I need you to respect it. All right? I need you to respect this loaf of bread. Darkness is falling. The queen is coming. 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 And then the fiancé, the stoners are the fiancé, okay? And there could be two. You know, whatever. Who cares? We're... We're doing our thing here. Okay, so the stoners, uh, the stoner fiancés, you all get up and you, and, and, and you guys are going to give these, um, the, the candle. You're going to do the, you're going to offer the candle to, to, the, to the Sabbath queen. And, um, and you all are like, hey, here's the candle that's for you, but I'm sorry, I wasn't able to light it because the light kind of scared me, and it got too hot, and it got too bright, but here's the candle. Darkness is falling, the queen is coming. 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 I have a few other words I'd like to say about the candle. I really respect you, and I think you're a great person, and I'm honored to be in this relationship with you. And I'm sorry I wasn't able to light the candle because it was too bright, and I wanted to make it dimmer, and I didn't want to have all that light on my face. And I'm sorry. I hope you'll forgive me. Darkness is falling. 
falling, the queen is coming. Darkness is 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 falling, the queen is coming. And then there's the best friends. There's the best friends, you and you, and you all the best friends, and you all have an offering of the wine. So you all brought the wine, which is a really it's an amazing offering. Everyone loves the people who bring the wine, right? And so you all are like, here's the wine. Here's what I got. Um, I do have to acknowledge that I spent a long time finding this wine. I went to a lot of different stores, and I had to break a lot of grapes into, like, wine or whatever. And, um, you know, I know you're very particular about the wines you want, but I showed up for you, and I went to different stores, and I got the wine that you wanted, so I hope that you enjoy it because this is the wine. Then, So go ahead and put the wine into the, uh, over here, that's right. And darkness is falling, the queen is coming. 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 And you guys are like, wait, I have something, one else, other thing I'd like to say, sorry. I feel like we haven't seen you for a long time, and I feel like you've been really unavailable, like in your relationship, and I'm fine about that. I totally forgive you, like I'm not holding this against you, but I do have to acknowledge that like our friendship feels really deprioritized and um, I'm happy to be here and I really am rooting for you guys and if it doesn't work out I want you to remember that you have like your relationships and you have to like like we're going to be here way beyond this relationship you know like I'm going to be here forever Darkness is falling, the queen is coming. 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 And then there's the bread and the unlit candles and the wine on the altar. And all the white flowers that are now being offered, offered to the Sabbath queen. And then everybody just has to wait. Everybody just has to wait for the Sabbath queen to come. And that was the instruction we got as kids. We go, now it's time to wait. Now it's time to wait for her to come. And we have to listen. We have to be really, really quiet. We have to be really, really quiet. So if she comes, we can hear her. Because this is her time. This is her night. So we have to be really, really quiet. And we wait, and we go to wait. And everybody has to go to sleep. Go to sleep, kids. Go to sleep, kids. Go to sleep. So we would do, we'd go to our rooms, and we'd go to our beds, and we'd, we'd wait. And, and I think everyone else went to sleep, but I couldn't go to sleep. I wanted to wait for her. I wanted to talk to her. I wanted to see how she felt about this whole marriage thing. I wanted to see her opinions. And so I waited. I waited all night. And so I didn't sleep any Friday night. I never slept any Friday night. And last night, I didn't sleep. Last night, it was, it was like one of those nights I didn't sleep. And I was with, I was with my boyfriend. I'm going to call him my boyfriend. We just met, but I'm going to call him my boyfriend. And I was with him in bed. And we were, we were doing our nightly ritual of affirmations of me. <laughs> and he does what he always did. He fell asleep in the middle. And I was like, fine, I'll finish. You know, whatever. And I was just feeling agitated. I was feeling agitated. I was like, fine, I'll do this alone. What else is new? And he fell asleep, and I was just feeling agitated. I was feeling that feeling of like I felt when I was young, like, oh, I can't go to sleep, like something's coming. 
like something's coming. And I was like, baby, can we talk for a second? Baby, can we talk for a second? I just need to ask you, do you think, it's like a weird question, do you feel like our kids are going to like you more than me? Just because you're like caring and know how to cook and all that stuff? Because I feel like it's already a dynamic. I just want to talk about it. Could you like actually talk to me for a second, baby? Baby, can you talk to me? But he, he wouldn't wake up. And I was like shaking. I'm like, baby? 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 And he wasn't dead. I mean, he was like breathing or whatever. But, but I was like, can you wake up and talk to me? I'm having like an emotional moment right now. I need to like have a session with you or whatever. And, um, but he wouldn't wake up. And right then, I knew something else was in the room with us. I knew it. Everything in me knew it. And he wouldn't wake up, and I knew there was something else in the room with us. And it scared me. And I was like, what, what's here? What, who, who is here? What is here? What's here? And I got no response. I got no response. And I said, who is here? Who's in my room right now? Baby, 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 wake up. So I'm alone with this presence. And I don't know where I got the courage, but I got out of my bed, and I went to go meet the presence. I went to go meet this presence. I don't know where I got this courage. I said, what do you want? What can I offer you? What do you want? All I have is, like, some probiotics and, like, one zinc lozenge. I have, like, nothing here but I need them. Like, I can't give them to you. <laughs> I need them. But, like, is there anything else I can do? Like, what do you... What do you need, you know? But I didn't get any response. It was just silence. Just total silence. And we just stayed like that all night. And I was so scared and so small, and I had nowhere to run. Thank you. The Poetry Project has promoted, fostered, and inspired the reading and writing of contemporary poetry since 1966. Consider supporting us by checking out a reading, becoming a member, or donating at poetryproject.org. 